Hey guys, Aaron Maurer here again, and today I'm joined with Mr. Anglin, former philosophy teacher and good friend Charlie Corso. Um, and today we're just going to be talking about how philosophy led um, you to Christianity. I think I, that's the one topic I really want to focus on today. Um, so, how were you raised in a Christian household? Well, yeah. I, I, you say how philosophy led me, and I was just wondering if that was what it was that led me. So maybe as I go through the chronology of like maybe things that happened to me, I'll, maybe I'll figure it out along the way. Yeah. But was I raised in a Christian household? My mom <clears throat> was a pretty devout, uh, is devout Roman Catholic, um, smart lady, but didn't end up going to college and just started working right away got married at 19 mm-hmm. and so I was like hey no time for college I guess but right, um, right. started working so she wasn't I mean she never read any of this philosophy or this heavy theology she just kind of believed and then my dad was a little older um a few years older and was going to college until um a nasty car accident and uh things changed there and so he started doing construction at uh chemical plants down in the Baytown area and uh firefighting and various things but um he was really sharp, and he was into reading um, the, the latest news, what was going on, and he always told me, like, read this. Like, I don't want to read that stuff. It's boring. I don't care about politics or yeah, this or yeah. that. But uh, he was fairly knowledgeable. He was definitely um, more left-leaning, mm-hmm. um, um, and my mom was more conservative, and he had he was an agnostic, atheist. I don't know which one. When I was growing up, so we'd go to church, and he might attend like some big events, but uh, we'd go to church, and it'd be just me, my mom, and my brother. And for often, he would stay home and watch Victory Garden or this this um, I don't know if you ever watched that or this old house or uh, various things like that or Motor Week. He liked stuff like that, so he'd be staying home and doing that, and we're, we're over there. And, and I didn't realize it, um, but it obviously played a number on me made me uh, subconsciously mm. I, like I never just sat back and went oh my dad doesn't believe and my mom does it just was what it was and I don't think I really pondered that yeah um, I was just too busy with other things in life and um, I, I so I believed but it was, there was no personal relationship with any kind of deity I just believed yeah there's a God and it's okay it's Jesus because that's what I was told much like probably you've lived a lot of your life um and when I went off to college things changed and I don't know if it was just the time for my brain maturing or if it was the environment but in high school I felt like I was above average um in what way intellectually intellectually um and then got to college and 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 I met students like y'all that like had a superior education and um and came from affluent families uh, that had more opportunities and things. They experienced things in the world. Um, it's like, okay, this is different. Um, I feel, and I felt definitely underprepared, um, which is one of the reasons probably like education became so important. And I wanted to be a teacher, so people, I think it's important to prepare yourself, right? I know what I went through. Um, so you go, you go, I go to a liberal arts school in Austin and Southwestern. Okay. But, um, yeah. And it, for Texas, it was liberal. 
Okay. I hate saying liberal because liberal, I mean, I'm in a sense liberal, like open-minded liberal, classically liberal, but it was left-leaning for sure. Um, and even though it was Methodist, but that doesn't mean anything, right? Um, and so there I, I encountered lots of thoughts and just started questioning things, much like you, you started doing last year, you said. And uh, what do I know? What do I believe? I don't know. And so um, started doing that and started hanging out with some people that, of all walks, right? Um, hear about God here and there, but I don't think I even went to college, uh, to church once when I was in college all those years. Um, probably too busy sleeping in, right? Um, <laughs> but it was, I eventually, I, was, I think it was poli-sci at first because my dad said that's important, right? It's politics, you can make money, or you, I don't know, it's important. All right, let's do that. I don't know what I want to do. And then it was pretty quickly out of that into uh, the second year was business and pretty, I had five classes left in business and switched um, to English uh, just because I think I started to change like I wanted to know like through literature I liked reading stories first off I mean, um, every now and then and, but classics started to become actually enjoyable and, and I started to appreciate the richness of a, a Dickens or a Shakespeare even though it was hard work um, I, I liked Scarlet Letter for the first time. So I hated it in high school, loved it in college when I had a good professor and I, and I was different, I could appreciate it. Um, and so I started, oh, this is great. This tells you about how to live and, and different ways of living and understanding humans. And then from there, um, graduated and and I was working at the college and as an admission counselor and uh, talking to kids like I guess our seniors right here right interviewing them and talking about life and um as i was at one of the college nights i don't know if they still have it like where you yeah. go and there's 50 colleges there yeah all like the college yeah. fairs and stuff yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah and so i was i was at one of those and i saw this little flyer and or this poster and it had the pictures of all these basic classic dead the dead white guys the great the great ones of let's say socrates and uh, pascal leonardo michelangelo or whoever's face all the way up to let's say the more modern egypt and uh Maybe Bertrand Russell or George Orwell. I don't know exactly, uh, but mainly the people like that that covered uh, the sciences and maths and and all that. And it said uh, returning to St. John's College next year. Th- these professors, something like that. Yeah, yeah. It had a list of them. I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm like I haven't read most of them. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's unfortunate, right? <laughs> Why haven't I read this? If I, I have a college degree, I'm educated. No, not really. I mean, um, and so I need to know that. I haven't read Plato. I want to read Plato, and so um, I made it happen. My boss made it happen, um, where I could go to grad school and still work. Uh, I would go to the, the summertime. Yeah. They had a summer program for, um, that I was doing, and then eventually I just just quit my job after a while and just went moved out there. Worked at a plant nursery, and enjoyed the mountains, enjoyed the social the social vibe of a small Santa Fe town, and then and just read, 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 and exercised, and just like this is heaven. Santa Fe is my my dream town one day, but um, uh, the, um, and so I, I was living out there, and th- there were professors there that like super educated, like smartest ones I'd come across, and I noticed that there were several of them. Um, well, actually, let me rewind. Before I got there, I was out in a place called Tawakana, mm-hmm. which, which is, is which is. Mahay, near Mahaya, looks like Mexia, Mexia, Texas, but Mahaya, Texas. Okay, Texas. Let's say an hour south of Dallas. Okay. Um, yeah. And then maybe 45 minutes 
east of Waco, mm-hmm. out in that vicinity, and it's where the old Trinity University originally was, and it's, um, it was uh, uh, being revamped and brought back to life, and uh, there are other students, small, like students there for the summer working and taking some classes through one of the professors there. There's only one professor there, and he was trying to get to come back to life and make a small school of it, Christian school, and so I was like, okay, uh, and I, I just... <clears throat> maybe by chance encountered him and, and uh, started chatting with him and he, and he was a theology professor and so I took two theology classes from him and started looking into to that systematic theology and apologetics and various things like that that I hadn't thought of before really um, and reading C.S. Lewis a little I had read the Narnia stuff right when I was a kid but I hadn't read C.S. Lewis since then so I started reading some more C.S. Lewis and then came across the Brothers Karamazov um, and read that and really like that is like okay this lays out like the best case for atheism the best case for christianity like which one which one wins and so i thought that was fantastic and then uh like i think maybe a year or two later that's when i uh, graduated went and then went to to st john's so i was 23 24 24 no no 25 i think i waited 26 because i waited a few years i worked four years there um so I was there, and these prof- there's like five professors out of 30 or whatever. It's a small school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at least five that I know of, they were Orthodox Christian. I'm like, what the heck is Orthodox Christian? Even though I'd read Dostoevsky and Russian Orthodoxy, I just thought it was Russian Catholicism. I didn't know there was a difference at that time. And so I'm like, what are, what are these Orthodox? And I started talking to them, and they're like, these are some like brilliant, humble dudes. Um, and how can they believe in be a philosopher, like as you said, how can, I read all this philosophy and now I'm like, I don't know what to believe. And like, how can these guys go through all this philosophy, be the most educated people I've come across and believe in this stuff and be so humble? And I'm like, okay, let me go check out this, the church. And I went to a small, <clears throat> it was a Russian um, Orthodox church, um, very small, smaller than probably the size of this room, right, for a church. Okay. And it's split in half. Uh, and and walked in, there were incense going, there were icons on the wall, people investments, and it's like, wow, this feels like home. Partly because, um, partly because maybe when I was raised as a little Catholic boy, the Catholic Church used to look different before they whitewashed it and made it all plain Jane and boring, I think, um, um, stripped it of some of its glory and, al- and altered it from what it was. And so I, I, I was like, this feels a little more like what I knew as a kid, but also it's just like there was richness and the senses were going. I was like, ah. Oh. Uh, and they gave me, after a three-hour service of standing, Russians are hardcore, um, uh, had a little lunch after that, and they gave me a book, uh, The Orthodox Church, uh, by a guy named Timothy Ware. And so I just devoured that. It was the history of, of the church and how, um, like, the church started and wh- and the, and how it grew and and the division that eventually happened between the Roman Catholic Church and the Orthodox Church and why, right? What it was at the beginning, um, and then the massive split a thousand years later, roughly. And they both, right, both Catholics claim, like, we're the lineage, and then the Orthodox claim we are. And I was like, oh, my God, I hadn't heard, I hadn't heard of this before because you grew up in the West, you don't hear of it. Um, and so that really hit hard for me. And I think I, I was, like you, like, I, I, I believe this makes sense. This evidence makes sense. All this stuff that I've read, Pascal, Thomas Aquinas, all of his, all of his um, the proofs for the existence of God, um, how uh, Descartes we just read, right? How, how I think for the most part that shows uh, that has some, a lot of validity, even though some people dismiss them. And then I did this little thing. I thought of you. Uh, what is this? 
when you said, hey, let's have an interview. Uh, this is something I wrote back then. This, these are, I guess, my some quotes that I liked, and I took notes sometimes at seminar, but at the back of this, um, I, I wrote, two, you can see two sides. Um, the heavyweights, right? I was like, well, let's see who, what the smartest people ever thought. And I did a list of like the geniuses that were believers and the okay. geniuses that weren't believers, right? Mm. And I was like, okay, so it's not a question of intellect, right? I mean, most scientists um, and a lot today are, have believed and a lot today don't, but it's, and it's not about science, right? The, theologians and philosophers and all, all of them, uh, writers, um, all of them, um, there's the preponderance of people, I would say, of the geniuses. Well, this isn't a complete list, obviously, but uh, it, there's a lot over here. And then and you, and you go through the list of them. It's like, um, okay, Augustine, Aquinas, Anselm, um, maybe Luther, Calvin, Descartes, Pascal, Leibniz, Berkeley, Galileo, Copernicus. I mean, all these scientists right here, Kierkegaard, Shakespeare, Dante, of course, the man. Spontes, all believers. Tolkien. Yeah, yeah, Jesus. I mean, don't yeah, forget him. Yeah, I guess he's kind of smart, maybe. Maybe. Uh, da Vinci, Michelangelo. I mean, you go Kant, check, check off. Uh, just keep going. And then the other side, got Plotinus and Hobbes. And this other side is the non-believers. Then I've got Hobbes, not, maybe not the greatest guy. Machiavelli, definitely, probably maybe not the greatest. Voltaire, Rousseau, Goethe, uh, Melville, kind of depressed or angry guys. Shaw, Russell, Bertrand Russell. Um, little smart dude, but a little bitter. Uh, Sartre, Camus, Nietzsche, <laughs> Marx, Stalin, Freud, Skinner, uh, not Mao, maybe. Uh, um, is a great one, but uh, there, there's, and I just started looking at this like, well, okay, there's obviously jerk Christians as well, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think sincere, like the really sincere Christians, um, right, the, you, you'll find jerks on both sides, but this, there's a lot of sincere Christians that are great, but there's a lot of just atheists, and there are a lot of great atheists too, but I'm just looking at the mm-hmm. geniuses, right, um, and there's a lot more people that I wouldn't want to have tea with, right, or hang out with or be friends with or on the other side. It's like, well, so that doesn't say, like, if you believe in atheism, you're going to be a bad person, but uh, there's a lot of bad people on that side, and it's like, well, what does this lack of faith do to you, maybe? And, and then look at ones with faith, right? You go to Pascal's wager, it's better to believe than not to believe, maybe, right? But uh, even so, like, I, the main thing I took away from that was the genius thing, and it's like, it's, they're on both sides, so it's not that. Um, and then I started looking, well, where, where's the evidence lead, right? <clears throat> and I was 26, 27 at the time and hadn't read the Bible. I was an English major, so I'm supposed to be educated, right? Um, I started reading the Bible, in, I guess, in, in, grad, in grad school. Um, so I was 26, maybe. And just like once in a while, I was like, I got to read this because I, everything in the West is connected to it. And like, I can't, how can I be educated or know things if I haven't even read the source? So I went, boom, all the way through and loved it. Um, and started to like say the evidence is here. I mean, you look at the anthropology and the, the miracles, the prophecies, all these prophecies that that are so specific that this would happen, this would happen by this person, this person, this time. Boom, 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 boom. It's like that. That is improbable. Um, and then you start looking at the improbability of like um, we just we're just randomly coming here, right? The the, the Earth is all, or the universe has always been, or the Big Bang just happened on its own, created itself out of nothing, and then just happened on its own, unguided. And remember, remember last year when I had that like circle that, that, that the theological argument. Um, well, well, the the or the the Christians would or any uh, theist would use that, that that there's purpose, there's sort of maybe design or purpose. Everything has a, a purpose, whereas uh, they would say that 
it was the purposes for whatever we're here for, right? But it was guided. Whereas, like, if it's materialism only, like, okay, well, how do you explain the universe has always been? That's a problem, maybe. How can it always just be, especially if, if energy is running out? And if it's running out, then it would have already run out by now, but the universe is eternal. Um, but maybe it just keeps repeating itself, right, somehow, which there's no evidence for. That's a, that's a, there's no evidence. That's a stretch for that, right? But that's what you have to go because that's the only maybe the only option a lot of people would say would be left. But because um, we don't can't believe there's a God, right? So and it's like ah, I don't know. There's no it's just highly unlikely that you want to you want to base all of that on that. Um, but do you remember last year where I had the circle? I drew up maybe on the board and I had the ball and I said imagine throwing this hundred times in a row and hitting it a hundred times in a row without missing the tiny little. Yeah, yeah. baseball size circle with mm -hmm. this little golf ball basically boom 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 okay and then everyone in this class do it and everyone at school do it no one misses and then maybe everyone in Houston does it and no one misses that is more likely right um, statistically likely than the earth than the universe being um, created and unguided and developing because it was off by like one second this or that it would it would just imploded or exploded and it wouldn't have happened right and atheists I mean will admit this yeah it's it's, it's it's highly unlikely, right? But we're willing to believe that some people are. But no, everybody knows it. We're, no one's going to hit that even five times in a row from a de decent distance. But that's the only option. And so it's just like looking at all this and like the evidence. Yeah. So what like specific things were there? Was there ever a time where you didn't believe? Mm -hmm. Um. Well. Or were you just doubting? So my let's say nineteen to twenty five, twenty six. Uh, those years right there, I really wasn't sure I wanted. Maybe probably, it'd be nice if there was, but um, I also, it's like, yeah, if there isn't, there isn't. And I, so my, my mindset at the time, and, and obviously I can trick myself, it'd be wrong, but uh, I tried to just say, okay, let's just, let's just see where this goes. Let's look at the, all the evidence and whatever is true, you know, as if I, as if I could, I just determine what is true with my simple mind, but whatever's true, I'm going to believe that. Uh, regardless of where, if there's no God or there is God and whatever God it might be, um, mm -hmm. if there is a God. And it just kept, I mean, there was very little, there was always doubt. There's still okay, doubt, yeah. like, what if I'm wrong? What if I made some mistake, right? Especially mm -hmm. when you read all this stuff, like, you always have to question yourself again and again. Yeah. Um, so I would say at that time I didn't believe, but I started thinking towards the end of surgery. So you didn't believe, but you were like open-minded to it? Um, but I would have called myself, yeah, an agnostic at that time. Okay. Um, but I still had a lot of um, things written on my heart, maybe, or innate, or just like Christian upbringing that like, there's morality, there's truth, there's this, I, right? Things that you, that if, if I was a pure Like atheist, if you started from scratch, like you wouldn't have. Yeah, or if I was an atheist, I would have to say there's really no morality, I just make it up, it's all subjective, right? There's no mm. point to life, and uh, but I was like, no, there is. I, I really, I kind of felt that, and I still need to do the right thing, good thing, even though I didn't always do it, right? Um, that, but that's, that's anyway. Um, so I think it was like the the moment. There were some big moments. One, did I tell you about the time that I heard the voice? Yeah. Do you remember that? Uh, when I was reading out yeah. in Tuakana <clears throat> that summer and had my back against. I mean, this is gonna people are crazy, but. Uh, had my, I was sitting in the bed in the bedroom, and there was a window behind me, and there was a field, and no one's in, in the dorm, the barrack, uh, and 
there for an hour or so reading it, and then I hear this that voice go, that's one, that, that's that's one. I don't know what it was, right? But it was like is a voice you know you know mm-hmm. when you hear a voice someone speaking right yeah and i've never had this before or after so it's not like something that happens to me or i have all these crazy thoughts this is like uh one and only time and so, and i jump up what 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 oh my god um and there's no one here so i look out the window to see if there's anybody like uh-huh. that could have been behind the in the field making doing that it's kind of like augustine like pick up the book and read right what he did he was in the garden and um it's amazing how many times that happens to, to people like pick up the book and read pick up the book and but I heard this this voice and it's like where'd this voice come from because um, there's no one there and I like and I I didn't imagine that I mean because it's never happened before um, so I mean you could I guess you could still oh, cool, that's the only possibility that I had to imagine it right but no I did I heard it um, and that that was interesting when I was reading all that stuff and then uh, so what you what were you reading at the time that when that happened, that might have been the brothers Karamazov, maybe okay. I, or some kind of some probably C.S. Lewis theological text. That I don't exactly remember, um, but I a friend of mine who was a bad boy in high school um, had become Christian, and he heard he told me that he just had this. We had talked in a year or two. Um, from, from from high school, and um, I was twenty six, seven at that time, and he he said he heard this voice, sort of tell him like, hey, go to Corey's house. So he just drove over, and I'm like, hey, and we go into the the, the kitchen table. My parents and the other people are in the other room watching TV, and we just start chatting. And he's like, hey, man, do you want to come? I found God. I'm like, what? All right. Um, when was this? When you were twenty six? Twenty six, twenty seven. Okay. Okay. I mean, they, all those years start to blend yeah, yeah, together. Yeah. Um, when I was reading the Bible and when I was done grad school. And, all right. So he goes to your house. Somewhere in there, twenty eight maybe. I think it's twenty seven. Um, and so we're chatting. Yeah. Uh, kind of like we're sitting, all of us sitting here, and um, he's like, you, "I believe," and like, "Do you want to believe?" I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like C.S. Lewis. I want to believe, and there's this thing that's chasing me, and I want to get. I also want to get away from it. I don't kind of don't want to believe, but I can't get it out of my head these thoughts and like you got to make a decision you got to I mean, this is your life like you got to the foundation you stand upon needs to be real and and you need to quit living this split little personality um of like well do i believe or not or not because you gotta you gotta function um maybe or decide and uh so I, I'm doodling the whole time on this piece of paper, and, I, and later on when I look back on it, there's all kinds of like threes and trinities on it, and it just kind of blew me away. Like what the heck? And it was so I don't I didn't purposely do it. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just doodling. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that I think like, that's that's a neat little thing. And so I kept that piece of paper. But um, he he anyway he says, "Do you want to pray?" I'm like, "Okay." I didn't. I never. Don't really know how. I'm not really good at that. It's uncomfortable. Uh, I didn't grow up in a praying family at, at dinner or anything like that. I uh, didn't have that role model in that way. He wasn't the role model, that praying father. Um, and so, yeah, okay. And so he just prays, and he's like, "You want to believe?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I want, I want to, I want to believe, and uh, I want to follow God if there's, if God's real, something like that." Anyway, he leaves. I go back to my room, and this is during Christmas, actually. I think about it, like twenty, December twenty second. It's around there where it's, I get depressed probably because there's no sun. But uh, uh, the last few years, I noticed um, Christmas used to be the highlight of my life. In those early twenties, at Christmas, I'd go home and I started getting depressed. Mm. Um, and what's going on here, right? Because I mean, you, why you celebrate Christmas if you don't believe, right? And you're not sure, maybe, but it's also just this sort of. I was, it was just dark, and I'm like, ugh. And I set him, set him in my room, with back against the door, um, 
and just said, okay, God, that, that, that leap, right? I don't know, neither one of you, I don't think have gone through it, but like, I think, I mean, there's so much evidence that weighs one way and there's so little the other and it's so improbable, but, um, there's more evidence for belief than non-belief, right? Even though you hear the opposite, but I was like, but still, I, it's not here. You're not here, right? Mm-hmm. God's not physically here. And, and there's reasons for that, right? But we can get to it when you have some questions, but, um, but, um, uh, I was like, I can't make that leap into. I mean, I, I physically imagine, like in my head, like jumping into a, uh, into the other side of a, um, let's say, sort of a mountain like over a gorge, like a or chasm, something. or something. Yeah, like yeah, and but there's fog. He's like, okay, I think it's there, but there's fog. I can't see. Mm. I'm like, oh, I don't. Mm, I believe someone's told me. I feel maybe something like that. But how do you, do, you, see, it? How do, you do it if it's not there? Have you seen Indiana Jones? Yeah. The what is it? It's. It's the one with the Holy Grail in it. Um, or the Penitent Man or whatever, and he kneels at the last moment. But it, No, he's, there's a scene where he, um, where, yeah, there's this big, like, chasm, and he has to get to the other side, but, like, no way he can jump from one side to the other. And it's, like, one of the clues or oh, something yeah. was, like, right. have faith or something like that. So he just, like, steps out into this, like, just deep hole, and, like, he just like stands on rock that he like didn't see before um so that kind of like reminds me of what you're talking about yeah you I know mean, just i mean it's kind of like that it's an adventure right i didn't look quite as good or awesome as harrison ford but doing it but uh yeah it's like and so I was, yeah. yeah and so i i said yes uh, i want to i believe in you god and there was like this flood of light and joy and um peace that kind of came over me there was until I never felt before. After you said I believe in yeah, you. Yeah, I never felt in that intensity before or ever again. It's just like... It was just like relief. Maybe one other time, and I can tell you that later. But yeah, 